Hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I am Dude, a singing dude, a grooving dude, and that is Andy, who's going to say stuff now. Hello. Whoa, he tried to voice. Good, right? Yeah, that was not bad at all. Trying. How you doing, buddy? How's things? Things are really, really good, I, I guess. I've been listening to a lot of good music. There's a lot of new releases that have been coming out that are interesting. Yeah, this is a good, good time of year for music. Uh, I feel like everything's just kind of coming in bloom right now. You got a bunch of movies coming out, a bunch of good records coming out. People yeah. going outside, talking yeah. to each other. <laughs> the world's Being all alive. nice. Everyone's nice to each other for the first couple months, you know, first month or so of summer. <laughs> That's so true. I had a random person say hi to me on the street yesterday. I don't think that's happened in the last oh, six uh, months easily. Well, I live in the Midwest, so that's every day. Everywhere I go is smiles and waves from strangers. Like someone drives by, they just give you like a super friendly wave. Like, hey, it'd be the kind of wave you'd expect from someone you, you know, <laughs> like a long your, your lost. Someone, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just people will come up and compliment your car. Oh, I really like it. I I like the wheels on that one. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's nice when everybody's happy. But, uh, yeah, anyways, we're the Album Nerds. This is the podcast we do every week, bringing some cool new music to you, some recommendations. We're up on the Twitters, up on albumnerds.com. Please uh, check us out. Tell us what you're listening to. Love to know what's going on in, in your headphones. But yeah, today, uh, you know, I actually I got out and saw some pretty good music over the last, uh, last week or so here. Up in, uh, in Rochester, in my neck of the woods. Um, you got any good, uh, good shows on the docket for you coming up this summer, man? Nah, nothing we haven't already talked about. Um, I'm going to kind of kind of play it by ear and see what happens. I don't, so there are some shows coming like, uh, Chris Stapleton's going to be around and, uh, and, uh, Brent Cobb and, and, you know, there's a lot of rock acts coming through town, like Def Leppard type stuff. I don't know if they're coming this summer, but whenever I look into it, the prices are just too rich for my blood to be in a big crowd and stuff and, and not hear the music really well all the time. So, I've been pleasantly surprised over the last few years when I have managed to drag my ass into a concert hall and saw Hall and Oates, which oh. I thought was going to be a drag, but they were, I mean, I love Hall and Oates, but I thought, you know, at this point in their career, come on. They were right. excellent, 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 excellent. Saw Journey, I've mentioned that before, um, locally. One of the the more recent shows I went to is actually a cover show, a cover band. They do 80s. It's all 80s. And they do every style. They do 80s metal. They do Devo type stuff. Uh, everything. Everything you can think of. And they use different synthesizers and stuff on their voices. And they have a couple different vocalists come out. There's this giant screen stage show with 80s videos playing in the background. And they wow. do everything. So that was a lot of fun. I went to that maybe a month or two ago. Sounds pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 I went to actually a really cheap show a couple of days ago. It was twelve dollars, three bands at the local uh, Bug Jar is the name of the venue here. The headliner was a, a really cool band 
that I'm big into lately called Pile. They're kind of like, uh, I don't know, whatever you call modern punk nowadays. Uh, they're from the Boston area. Really, they put on a good show. You know, those punk shows are they're super short. It's like a half-hour sets, and it's got that cool vibe where, you know, like the different band members are setting up each other's drum kits for each other, and, you know, the guy and the lead singer is, like, standing next to you in the crowd before the show starts and, like, drinking a cheap beer and shit, you know. It's just a... Uh, Good energy at those shows. I always enjoy. Yeah, Pyle's one of the bands you keep telling me to listen to, and I keep forgetting. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna be uh, gonna be big. I think they got some some uh, some really interesting uh, take on the the punk sound. But um, you know, yeah. you know, so you know who's gonna be big? They're unrelated to punk, mm-hmm. but Harry. Harry Styles. We're not going to talk about him on the show, I don't think, at any point. The guy from One Direction? Yeah, he just put out his his, uh, first uh, debut record, like, what, last week? Yes. Yes. It doesn't suck. There's some really good ballads on it, and I think people who... I think he could be Adele-ish in in terms of the number of records that gets... I I really think this thing's going to catch on. It's pop rock. It's not like... You know, R and B ish, like you know some of the other the the uh, boy band fellas from previous iterations, like NSYNC and whatever. Those guys typically go R and B. This is a little mm-hmm. more of a rock sound. So, for those of you that are more into the pop scene, I, I was pretty impressed with it. I listened to it all the way through twice, and uh, I mean, I don't think I'll buy it or anything, but I didn't hate it, and I expected to. So. Uh, <laughs> The song Sign of the Times is a really good ballad. Yeah, you know, I heard that on the radio, on a, on a podcast the other day, and I was I didn't know who it was. And I was like, oh, wow, that's actually, so, <laughs> I kind of like this song. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the new Harry Styles single. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there'd be more of a, the there's more of a cold play. Yeah, there's yeah. more of a cold play kind of vibe going on. But some of the songs, the poppy ones, are a little eh for me. But all in all, I, I really, I thought it was going to just, suck 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 right. and it and it doesn't so be on the lookout for that i think that's going to be a big summertime album i really do yeah he seems like uh actually a pretty talented guy so that's cool it's always good to see that kind of come out of that commercial industry side of music you know actually get some some talented artists occasionally but today, anyway, let's we got uh, two recent records we want to make uh, recommends. One from each of us, and then also we have a uh, a listener recommendation segment. One of our listeners, a friend of mine, sent in three of his favorite albums, and we got a uh, a list of recommended albums. We're gonna pass along to him. But yeah, yeah, broaden them, further... hor- broaden them horizons. We got to broaden right. them horizons. <laughs> Uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's get into uh, some recent release recommendations. Yes. Nice. Next time, next time you got to do one. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's uh, what's your pick for uh, recent releases? What's uh, what have you been listening to? All right, so lately, the last few shows when we've done this, it's, I've been going metal-y, um, and I'm getting back into 
more of a comfort zone for me. It's kind of a no-brainer, kind of an easy one, kind of a maybe I don't get much credit for this discovery, but it's Chris Stapleton from A Room, Volume 1. It's uh, Chris Stapleton's brand new record, and uh, I really like it. Of course, I really like Chris Stapleton. Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar with him, I mean, he had a little bit of success in the last couple of years in the country music scene. So what can I tell you about Christopher Alvin Stapleton, born April 1978? Uh, So he's a singer-songwriter, guitarist. Uh, He's he's been writing, I mean, I think he's had like six country number one songs, for various artists. He wrote for Kenny Chesney, for George Strait, Darius Rucker. Yes, that's right. Hootie, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think over 150 of his songs have appeared on albums by other artists. Adele, Luke Bryan, Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, Dirk Bentley, um, Peter Frampton he's worked with, Cheryl Crow he's worked with. So uh, he was in a band called The Steel Drivers from 2008 to 2010, kind of a bluegrass group. Uh, his debut album, Traveler, came out in 2015, and uh, it was a U- U.S. Billboard smash hit album. Uh, I can't remember the numbers on it. I think it went, and this is, you know, records don't go platinum like they used to. So this was really, the Traveler was released in 2015, I believe, two times platinum. Not too shabby for these days to actually sell copies. And uh, from A Room Volume 1 has sold 202,000 copies already in about, what, a couple weeks? Yep, just came out two weeks ago. So, yeah, he's definitely got an audience out there. Uh, deservedly so. He's, he's doing some cool stuff in country. Yeah, so he's more of a stripped down. And his, his album producer, Dave Cobb, has produced both of his solo albums. And Dave Cobb is kind of a minimalist. Uh, I, I like, like a lot of the bands that he's produced for and artists because it's very stripped down. It's a quick recording process and they don't do a lot of you know, audio. There's not a lot of dubbing. There's not a lot of vocal layering. It sounds more like records used to where it sounds like actual human beings making real music. Would you agree or disagree? I would love to disagree, <laughs> but I think you're, I think you're right. <laughs> it's uh, yes. like the single on this kind of blew me away. Which I think was either way. It was is a single, right? Track five. Yeah, it's a very it's just yeah. him and guitar, right? And it's it's uh, very stripped down, very emotional. But uh, it's a little surprising that to hear that on a country record. Making a lot of noise there, Andy. Now, oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we well, got a new microphone. Everyone, Andy got a new microphone, and yes. it sounds delicious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's hard not to play with. Yeah, I, I'm hearing a lot of rubbing going on in there, so he really <laughs> likes it. He really likes it. <laughs> We're really good friends. We're getting along really well. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, so uh, anyway. I I know we hadn't planned on, on playing that track, but since you brought it up, why don't we go ahead and uh, I'm going to cue that one up. If it if it it impacted you like that and it's coming up in conversation, why don't we go ahead and and get that in the mix? All right. So that was which track did you say it was? Is track five? Either way. Either way. Okay. We can we can definitely do that. Baby, you can go. You 
Yeah, so this dude has a bluesman's voice. He's like a blues, he's got a blues singer's voice. Um, and totally. does this does this country music well. He's a good songwriter and it just feels it feels real. Uh so I don't know if you noticed the the Willie Nelson cover last thing no not yeah, last thing I needed first thing this morning. Yeah, I didn't know that was a Willie Nelson song, but it definitely stuck out as like, oh, this is a really well written song. <laughs> yeah, that, that was went number two for Willie Nelson in 1982. It's on the album okay. uh, "Always on My Mind," I believe. Um, I still hear your microphone, you fidgety bastard. Uh, so, <laughs> what are you doing? I can hear everything now. If I hear your pants good. unzip, I'm gonna. If I hear your pants unzip, I'm gonna be. We're ending this right now. <laughs> Damn, microphone's too good. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. So every song on here, he he wrote or co-wrote, except for uh, last thing I needed, first thing this morning, which was the cover. But the rest of it is Chris Stapleton and Mike Henderson, who was in the Steel Drivers with him. Um, and but they're you know he's on co-written every song. And uh, I just really like it. I mean, it's short. It's 30-something minutes long. Uh, even Anthony Fantano of Needle Drop, who hadn't listened to a Stapleton record before, did a quick review of it and was really impressed. So uh, I really – I like that. I, I value his opinion. It was nice to – I was surprised because I've never heard him talk about a country release before. So Yeah, that's a, that's a lot from the uh, the ultimate indie hipster there. Yes, cool. and this and this has a seventies country esque uh, front half. Definitely feel broken halos. The 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 uh, first track is awesome. It, it just sounds like some of them sound like old Ford commercials. You know, they make you <laughs> picture a cowboy with his truck on a yeah. you know on a bluff, getting ready to go hunting. And right. but it's it's heartfelt. They're simple. It's like kind of you know the outlaw country sort of throwback stuff. Uh, but I really like this guy and there's going to be a part two later this year. I don't know when there's no date yet. So there will be another record coming quickly, which is nice too. Maybe it'll have a little different feel to it, but yeah, I mean, he looks like he's a thick bearded, long haired, brawny looking dude, but, uh, he, he has really good vocal chops. He can really sing. And my only gripe about this album is I feel like some of the songs could have been further developed there's a few of them including one of my favorites um second one to know which is kind of a southern rock song they fade out instead of coming to some sort of completion you know like the old fade out the end of the song type of thing that they used to do it just feels a little incomplete and i feel like the mix the the music is a little low sometimes uh, Anthony Fantano actually agreed uh, where I felt like they were his vocals they're really trying to show his voice that's what they're trying to really accomplish here and I feel like I would have liked a little more music mixed in even though I love his voice I just feel like it, it could have been a little grander that's my only gripe is is that and that's yeah. a tiny one yeah well, I had a kind of a similar thought too like seeing the length is only about 30 minutes and nine tracks and it's a volume one like could they have waited another month and put out both records together maybe they would have been a little nicer of a package 
Eh, I don't know. I, well, this is more like the old days, though. Records used to be about 30 minutes long, and artists did release them closer together. I miss that mm. because, mm-hmm. you you know, it's so you wait so long, like three, four years for a band to put something out. In the old days, it's like once a year at most. Right. And it kept you engaged. But anyway, I loved it. What did you overall? You were happy again. I nailed it. <laughs> it's it's a really solid record. I, I can't deny that. I, I did enjoy it. I listened to it quite a bit, actually, more than I thought I would. It, it's a quick listen. And it's a good listen. I mean, it's not um, the type of country that usually turns me off. But there's not like that shine to it. You know the pop, pop country, you know, radio friendly kind of sound. It's it's not that mm-hmm. at all. That's much more of a they call it like outlaw country, right? Yep. Yeah. Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Willie Nelson. Uh, yeah, those dudes. Yeah. So it's Good. like bearing your soul, and yep. Yeah, you know, like you said, you can sing. You can really fucking belt it out, and. It's cool, man. I, I, I like him. I liked Traveler, too, and uh, this one probably even a little bit more. You know, there's another thing he's got in common with the Outlaw Country, some of the themes from those guys' songs. You know what that is? Yeah. No. Beard? Sm- smoking, the do- smoking the dope. Smoking the doobies, yes. Yeah, he likes, his, he likes his weed songs. So, let's, let's go with them stems. All right. So I'll get back into that for a second, but for those of you that don't know, smoking them stems is uh, for those pot aficionados. Is if if you're running, if you're out of actual buds, the good part to smoke. All that's left is these dried up stems, and out of desperation, they are they burn really hot, and people don't like to smoke them. But if you got nothing, if you just have to try and get a buzz. So he was having a bad day and needed to smoke them stems. I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a good place to be, but you gotta do what you gotta do to get through the day, right? That's what a uh, country. Yeah, all well, about. I haven't smoked a stem in probably twenty plus years, but I would drink them. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, this is like the bottom of the barrel, essentially. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll drink natty. Yeah, it'd be like if I was drinking uh, natty ice or something because I just right. had to have a beer. So, right. All right. So uh, why don't we move on to your choice? I got a dark, dark record from a band that I've been been digging the last couple of years called the uh, the Black Angels. They're from uh, Austin, Texas. They've kind of fit into this uh, this psych rock scene that's been happening down in Texas the last few years. Um, but this record they just put out called Death Song is uh, aptly named. It's it's pretty dark. There's some uh, some dark themes on here. It's very nihilistic. You can tell that maybe uh, some of the political situations in the U.S. and around the world have. Uh, influence their music writing and uh it's gotten to uh kind of a 
kind of a dark, scary place, but made for some good good art, as often happens. Uh, let's just jump right in and, and play the uh, the opening cut here, which was the first single off the record. It's called Currency. Yeah, one day it will all be over. Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark. But the nice, the cool thing about this record, the more I listened to it and the more I kind of read up on it, I, I discovered that there was kind of two layers to each song. There was kind of like the global, what they called like the, the macro side of the song where they're talking about, you know, political strife and problems, you know, in our society and then the, each song, though, you can kind of like hear more of like a personal relationship um, side to it, you know, where it's more maybe about, you know, a relationship that's gone bad. Uh, and it has like that kind of just teeters on either side of that, uh, either side of that scope to it. So that was pretty cool. And that was intentional. A, a kind of a cool quote from the, uh, the lead singer here, uh, Alex Moss. He says, uh, there are a lot of relationship issues because of communication breakdowns. And you can hear that across the world on a global level. On a micro level, you have a lot of divorces. People aren't able to work through the differences. And they just wanted to like capture those two sides of the equation and kind of relate our personal problems to our global problems. And maybe, you know, maybe we could solve some of these bigger issues if we kind of work through some of these smaller issues that are, that are happening in our personal lives. So yeah. I thought that was, that, that was pretty cool. You know, they're a pretty thoughtful band. Um, I don't know. First listen, so, did you? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like they ran out of stems because they, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have that they're to feel the, good. Yeah, they're in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, first listen, did you think this was a guy singing or did you well, think this was a girl? I was familiar with them previously and I knew that the lead singer had a giant beard. Uh, okay, so unless... Yeah. Unless it's fake, uh, I, I I own one of their previous albums. Um, I forget the name of it now because I really, it, but that was before streaming stuff. So I bought a record because I heard of a band that it was good, and I bought it and never listened to it after the first couple of times, largely because I don't dig the singer. Man, I can hear your mouse going rip rip rip. That is crazy. That microphone's crazy. Anyway. Uh, I'm gonna have to get you in a. We have to get you some mittens or something. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this sounds. It is psychedelic sounding. I think his vocals actually remind me of Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane from the yeah. '60s, a White White Rabbit and stuff. So sure. it fits. It fits. But yeah, I, I. They're okay. I like them. Okay, they're a talented band. The music is really cool. Uh, as is the case with a lot of psych. You know, current psych rock it can get a little droney but they're definitely a talented band and and i like their sound but uh this probably won't be in dude's regular playlist uh sorry andy but i i I, the insight maybe i'll give it another listen after listening to you talk about it tell me a little bit more 
because uh, I didn't I didn't do any research for this. I let you tell me the story when we when we do these. I don't want to taint my. Oh, gross! I don't <laughs> <laughs> keep your, keep your taint where it is, buddy. Yes, um, yes, I will. Keep your pants up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I was very hesitant to recommend this record because it does kind of have the, it establishes a sound and it's a cool sound, but it doesn't really on first the few, first few listens it sounds like it's just kind of the same song, like ten or eleven twelves, ten eleven times. But once I started digging into it a little bit more, there's some layers to it, like I was alluding to earlier, that made it more interesting. And once I got past, like, listen, five or six, I really started to get into it and started to really get a grasp of the songs. Um, that's particularly evident on track three, which is called The Half Believing. And this song is pretty cool. It touches on, like, more of, like, the personal side of being betrayed by a lover and what it's like to not have them around anymore. But then there's also, like I was saying earlier, there's kind of the other side to it where it hints at maybe being betrayed by your country or having a leader that you don't stand behind and, you know, kind of feeling lost in your own country like you don't belong here anymore. And I think the vocal performance on this track is particularly stirring. It's a little bit more stripped down than some of the rest of the record. So let's play uh, track three, Half Believing. I do like that vocal delivery better. And, you know, that song actually makes me, I think it feels a little David Bowie-y. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They actually got their name from Velvet Underground, one of their songs. Mm-hmm. And they definitely try and emulate that sound, too. Um, even in the singing, kind of sounds a little bit like Velvet Underground at times. But, yeah, I you know, I've, I really came to enjoy this record. Once I got up uh, through the first five or so lessons, I would strongly recommend it. Yeah, so Black Angels, Death Song. So my pick, yours, was Chris Stapleton from Maroon, Volume 1. Anything else you want to add? Nice pick. Uh, it made me listen to the Black Angels again, which I, I've kind of forgotten how, how they're actually a really good band. So thank you for that. And I will take your comments into advisement and give this another listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I did listen to it like three times, but uh, Stapleton I listened to because it's 30 minutes, I don't know, 25 times in the last two weeks or something. So <laughs> I highly recommend that. Nice. All right. Let's, uh, let's get on to our listener recommendation. We need a new transition. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking, like, do we have one for that? <laughs> I got to make something new. You, you vetoed Robot Lady, so we'll have to start. <laughs> All right. I look forward to it. All right. So I got uh, three records here from a buddy of mine. He was kind of a fan of, like, the punk and ska scene that happened, I guess it was, like, late 90s. But it was popular kind of in the early 90s, too. Mid, yeah. Early to mid-90s, yeah. And I, went, I went to a lot of ska shows in the mid-90s. I, did you really? Oh, wow. I, uh, 
I I disliked every single one of them, but a lot of my friends were ska <laughs> people, and I tried really hard to like it. It just was not my thing. The skanking uh, and the suspenders yeah, and yeah, All it right. just wasn't my deal. I was more of a hard rocker, but I you know it was at that time I'd go to anything. Then now I just want to stay at home and drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. But back then I would go. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of into the ska, the ska scene and the punk scene at that time. And So we picked out two really good punk records. We got a Weezer's Blue album, which is, you know, I would say nerd a classic rock. record. Yeah, nerd rock, totally. Uh, and the follow-up, uh, Pinkerton. Which was a bomb, comparatively. Which is the bomb. It was a bomb. It didn't. It didn't do very well as the follow up. It was. It was very. It was a little more artistic, and it didn't follow the blueprint of Blue, the Blue album, the debut. So I thought they were going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. And when the last record is from Operation Ivy, their uh, self-titled slash Energy album, which I think was from like the early '90s, which is more of a more of the ska sound to it, but also the, the yeah. punk edge as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we got those. Those three records there, got the two Weezer records and Operation Ivy. So we kind of went through our catalogs and picked our brains to see uh, what maybe perhaps more recent records um, might fit the bill, might be uh, interesting to Ben. So uh, what it was on your list there, man? Okay, so I'm going to name off my three, and two of them are things I that I personally love and listen to. And one is had some good reviews is interesting. And I think he'll like it. Um, but I'll leave that to him because there's very limited information. So I've got highly suspect the boy who died wolf. I've got Vant dumb blood, which we've talked about on the show before. One of my favorites this year, I still listen to it constantly and Remo drive, the album is called Greatest Hits. It's not a Greatest Hits collection. They're just being funny. They're sort of emo dudes. There's not much info about them. People are liking this album. I've listened to it, and it's very interesting. But uh, what I could find about them, they're an alternative punk band from Minnesota. They formed in 2013. The album is called Greatest Hits. <laughs> it's. I think it's their second album. <laughs> yeah, I think they had like a smaller EP before. But yeah, I love, yeah. I love uh, the idea of calling like your first major label uh, debut greatest hits. That's hilarious. Yeah, it, you know, there's a song "Art School," the the opening track that's pretty cool, and it, you know, it's very it's punky. It's like kind of a punk pop uh, alternative thing, and I think it's worth. Um, He's going to want to give it a shot, give it a listen. I think, and you know, I can't recommend anything specifically from it because it's not totally my thing, but I think it's good. And I think he's, I think Ben is going to like it. So that's one of them. Uh, Vant, Dumbblood, we've talked about uh, English band. They are kind of alt garage rock, punk rock mix, sort of uh, is, if you were to blend all of the early 90s grunge and post-grunge bands together you get this group of young uh british gentlemen they made a really good album really good album the songs are about much like with the black angels the songs are about political things it's about real stuff in real life and it's very interesting the boy who died wolf is the name of the album the band is highly suspect this album charted pretty high for a rock album won some uh i think it was up for a grammy and they're kind of a, they're an alt rock 
I guess they used to be a cover band in the Boston area and they did like sublime and punky ska type stuff like that. So I thought maybe there'd be a connection here. So I am going to run through a little bit of Look Alive, Stay Alive from the album and then we will move on to your probably better recommendations <laughs> for for your friend. What do you think? Did I make Ben happy? Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Definitely got some some punk energy to that one, and and that Vant record I think is uh, is a good one too. So yeah, good choices, man. I think uh, I think Ben will dig those. Um, for my three, I wanted to mention, you know, he's a big Weezer fan. Weezer actually put out a pretty damn good record last year. It's another self-titled record, calling it the White Album. It's actually it's actually pretty solid. I you know I really kind of had written them off after they put out quite a few poor records in the last fifteen years, but um, this one's kind of a return to form for them. So I would maybe recommend checking that out. Um, we're actually going to play a track from that one, um, track five. Do you want to get high? Of course. Nice pick. Stems. <laughs> That's your new nickname, by the way. Stems. kind of sounds sounds like uh, Pinkerton air Weezer mm-hmm. there to me um, but yeah and a little bit of older slightly older record from Ted Leo and the Pharmacist The Tyranny of Distance is one of those I think classic records um, that fits into like the power punk uh, kind of uh, genre there super enjoyable kind of a lot of like, earworms on that record and then from a couple of years ago, um, a more modern, I guess, post-punk band called Cloud Nothings. They've been putting out some good records lately. They just put one out end of last year. But their, I think it was 2015 release, Here and Nowhere Else, is my personal favorite. I would uh, recommend starting there. Really good kind of uh, post-punk uh, sound there. Cool. So, yeah, just a quick recap. Highly Suspect, The Boy Who Died Wolf, Vant, Dumbblood, Remo Drive, Greatest Hits, Weezer's White Album, Ted Leo and the Pharmacist, The Tyranny of Distance, and Cloud Nothings Here and Nowhere Else. Thanks, Stems. All right. See, I, I got silent, so I know he hates that. So you probably won't ever hear that again, folks. Anyway, <laughs> Ben, go forth and listen. Enjoy and let us know what you think. So just a shout out to our friends over at Maker's Tea. This episode's been powered by the great tea over at makerstea.com. Use the coupon code ALBUMNERDS for 20% off your next order. Uh, Maker's Tea, making great tea easy at makerstea.com. If you like the loose leaf tea, if you like to feel good and soothe your throat and reflect on your day and listen to an album, go check out Maker's Tea. They're our friends. 
Uh, yeah, so if you want to tell us about what you thought of the show, if you want to listen to our podcast, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. We're at Album Nerds on Twitter and Symbol. Uh, albumnerds.com is our website. You can find the show there. You can find playlists there for all the stuff we talk about. Uh, so please do that. Please let us know what you think and uh, listen to the music. Andy, where else can they find the podcast? It's up on the website, albumnerds.com. It's albumnerds with an A. Hey. And uh, it's on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Yeah, it is. Because we're just that good. So everybody... <laughs> have a wonderful week we'll catch you next time thank you for listening to the album nerds podcast peace out see you next week <laughs>